You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, this is Sherry Richards. And this is Karen Kalmstan. And welcome to Inspired Good Fat Life, where we explore what it takes to live a modern, healthy life and so much more. Hey. Hey, Sherry. How are you? Good. Good. How are you, Karen? Great. Great to see you. You too. Happy Monday on this beautiful day. Absolutely. So um, let's go. Let's just jump right in. So yeah. today, so today we're going to kind of talk about a th- few things that we've been noticing with the COVID-19. Um, and those include, one, the weight gain that many of us are experiencing and what we can do about it. Right. I know a lot of people are struggling as well. Yeah. We heard that from one doctor that the average patient they're seeing, it's five pounds. Wow. Yeah. So, And so then we're going to um, also talk about relationships. We're tribal beings and we desire and we really yearn for that connection. And we're going to talk about how one normal guy pushed the connection to the, le- to the next level through coffee. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a fun, it's fun. Um, yeah. And then also we're going to talk about uh, the role of family traditions and maybe a new one that you could try with your family. Um, but we, before we start all that, let's talk about, um, what if 2020 was canceled? I know everybody's feeling like, um, maybe it should have been canceled, but I think you and I may have a different take on it. Right. So what if 2020 is a year we've been waiting for? Exactly. Well, it's a time to shine light on things that haven't been shown before. Maybe it's a time to reimagine. But but a year that's so uncomfortable and it could be so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. Exactly. Um, I have been uh, struggling with this myself um, and also kind of in a form of thinking like I want to be able to grow and shine lights on things in a positive way um, and how to live that through my life and with other people. And it's fascinating to see how people are coming together. Great. It, it, it truly is. And it's, it's um, the, it's got our attention, right? And so right. it's like a year that's screaming so loud that it wakes us. It's awakening us up from this ignorance that we've been kind of like going in. Um, so maybe the, the realization that some things have to change and especially in the last week, it just keeps bubbling up how many things that, w- that have been kind of band-aided or glossed exactly. over. Exactly. Um, what I find interesting too, is just simple things like even um, well, of course human rights and even with animals and stuff, like I almost feel guilty now thinking about um, you know, how we've, we've treated animals and, and people and we just kind of have to rethink everything. Um, even like, keeping my poor cat in the house all the time instead of letting him be an outdoor cat just makes you think like, you know, like you have to like uh, sentient beings need certain beautiful rights for their spirits. You know, they do. My, my cat, the um, feral cat that we adopted or my husband adopted, I should say, and he hates cats. Hold on (laughs) just a second. Um, Is sits with me when I do my morning meditations. He comes and curls up with me. But so what if, what if 2020 wasn't canceled, but rather it becomes one of our most important years of all where, you know, years from now we look back and say, you know, in 2020, I, you know, 
this happened or whatever. I have these memories. Yeah. Almost exactly. like, where were you? You know, where were you when Kennedy was shot? For those of us who are old enough to know that. Right. It's a transitioning. Yeah. So How do you think? The, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Go, you go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering, how are you seeing, um, what has been the most profound thing for you as far as, uh, I know for me, everyone's, you know, saying, oh, 2020 should be canceled. 2020 is not that great. But for me, I want to say, want to just start saying every day when we wake up, happy new year, right? We have to look at this as new and a new day. And how can we make that this a happy new year in a time of transformation? Right, right. And um, I mean, there's so many examples of such amazing things that have happened in, um, in dark times, right? Exactly. So it's so for one of them, for us is because we haven't been able to go visit our grandchildren. uh, We FaceTime with them every day and read stories. So read their bedtime stories to us. And that's been really fun for Grandpa Bob and I to do with the um, kids. Uh, and, and it's also really connected us to kids' books. And we both share a real passion for reading. So we get to share that on a daily basis. That's a cool thing. Yeah, I think, I think something that's been great for us, um, for my family and I, my kids and I, we've been kind of looking at our house differently, like an adventure, you know, like we set a tent up in the front room and we go sit in there and have different adventures or do, do stuff outside, just um, kind of make our environment different and so- try to see it in a different light and make it more fun and fascinating. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Cause that. we have the time to do it, you know, and it's not yeah. like, Oh, let's go buy something. It's like, let's make do with what we have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or let's, and that's another thing that's really that's really come home for me too is that relationship. Um, it's about the adventure, the experience, and not the stuff. It's exactly. just like I just don't want stuff. You know, I want to spend my time and my I, my resources, my time and my money on having experiences. Yeah, and just to be with people and see their beautiful faces and to be near them. Um, that just is so important. And I know in the past we might've said, Oh, what can we buy to do? Or where can we go to get some excite, you know, have some entertainment. Um, but now it's just like, I just want to be in the moment and see beautiful faces and the colors around them and just experience all of it. And we had a bunch of friends over yesterday and we just had a wonderful time. And it was almost like the colors were just brighter. Like we were just so happy to be together and see each other and, and just be in the same area. Just, it just felt beautiful and wonderful and warm. That's no, I love that. Um, that's yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that too. Um, and so one of the other things for me, that's been amazing is I've taken the time to really develop an awareness around food because we've eaten every meal home since March 1st. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I've really gotten back into cooking and just being grateful for so every meal or everything I eat, I make I, I make myself um, just stop and appreciate with a grateful heart all the people and the resources, the water, the air, the uh, the people that it took to put that salad or that piece of cheese or whatever it is on my plate. Right? Exactly. It's a mm-hmm. huge, huge thing, and by Going that awareness, Kara, I've officially lost four pounds as of today. So that's great. That's awesome. So yeah, so it's helpful. Yeah. And also too, I think that a lot of times when we eat, we tend to um, 
give ourselves too big of portions and not realize that if we just wait a minute and enjoy the food and take in every bite and the color and the smells and wait a few minutes to even see if we're still hungry, find out that you're actually, you know, nice and full. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's fascinating. It's a bit of, but, but, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but before we, before we jump into the um, snacking, I'd like to just share one of, this is one of my favorite stories and I think it's really uh, fits with, our, our conversation today. So there's this guy and he has a caterpillar mm-hmm. and he loves this caterpillar and um, they go everywhere together. And then one day the caterpillar is like, you know, it's, I, it's time for me to go into my cocoon. So he spins his cocoon and he's, and he's in his cocoon and the guy's watching him, watching him every day, every day. It's like, he really misses his friend and um, the days go by and and then he notices that there's a little hole starting in the um, cocoon, right? Mm-hmm. And then he can see kind of like some activity the guy can. And, and his, he sees his caterpillar friend really struggling and struggling and, and the hole's not growing very fast. And he just, he just can't take it anymore. And he gets this pair of scissors and he cuts that cocoon. Well, out drops this, you know, lumpy. Um, caterpillar kind of with these two wimpy wings on his back right and it's the in the cat in the caterpillar world it's the struggle through the cocoon that then this is true science it it pushes the um, juices or the transformation up into the wings that then that's it's the struggle that makes the caterpillar become the beautiful butterfly and and by being deprived of that struggle he could never be a beautiful butterfly. He was just kind of a wimpy, lumpy caterpillar with wimpy wings. So I just oh, I always, I told my kids that story since they were tiny when they would get, you know, like they would get overwhelmed or discouraged or something. And it would be like, you know, you want to be a beautiful butterfly? Well, that's, this is how it works. Exactly. And the beauty, like you said, is sometimes in the struggle, right? And especially right now, there's so much struggle, but also so much beauty. Like right. So much togetherness. Right. It's all, it's just part of the process. So, so with that, so are you ready to jump into some food talk? Yes, let's talk. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that snacks, so this is like mind boggling to me. So the ima- average American eats three snacks a day that are savory. And when, by savory, I mean like pretzels, popcorn, or crackers. And yeah. the, every single day. And then on top of that, they're eating Um, sodas, energy bars, or, you know, some other sweet snack on top of that. And this is growing at such a um, fast pace and it's growing worldwide that it's now up to like a $762 billion industry snacking. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And they, the, but what's happening and the reason that it's happening is because people are just getting such so busy in their lifestyles that there, we don't have the time to cook, you know, it's convenience, right? It's convenience. It's really about convenience. And the snack makers are so good at making them delicious that, you know, it tastes good. It's convenience and, um, we can grab and go, but what's also, this is the other side of it. It's the chronic disease is now the biggest threat to our economic development and our overall health and wellness. And the, this is, Karen, this is frightening. One okay. in two Americans and f- one in four teenagers have pre-di- pre-diabetes or already have diabetes type 2. 
That's one in two. Of American people? Of American people, right. And so for foreign teenagers, and I know you've got teenagers, so I'm curious to know kind of what what you're seeing around that. Well, definitely now, um, especially being the summertime, they tend to, um, you know, want to snack all day long and they tend to eat more snacks and and less real food. Right. So we've tried to make different um, rules, like put put a tiny snack in a bowl, have something healthy, eat something healthy first and then go for a snack. But definitely um, just I've seen just just a lack of enjoyment um, and just really uh, tasting your food and displaying your food. So that's why I always try to tell the kids like, no, let's put it in a little bowl with a nice napkin, just put a few pieces and put something else, um, healthy with it. And it kind of slows them down too. And also, um, they actually, I had my kids take a mindful eating course oh. at Brighton Yoga and, um, they had to eat, uh, they had to take a raisin and try to eat a raisin in three minutes, just one little tiny raisin. <laughs> So they chewed on it and they had to feel it around in their mouth. And um, they're like, we'll never forget that raisin mom. So I kind of taught them the lesson. Like you have to slow down a little bit, taste your food. Um, but yeah, we definitely um, try to buy things in bulk, like nuts and stuff to put in a bowl rather than having them prepackaged so we can get a little bit, you know, Better. a little bit more healthy, a little bit less, a little bit more quality um, things. So, well, and then that's really the key. So like, the key is awareness, right? right? So you're you're having them slow down. But what we've used snacks for, this to me is also interesting. So while snacks were initially used to kind of get us between meals mm-hmm. um, and they um, to satisfy hunger, they now are used to kind of like um, soothe boredom, emotions, uh, stress, increase cer- certain kinds of uh, nutrition, control weight, or or just get quick energy. Um, but then also we use snacks a lot for social events, which exactly. is interesting too, is that, you know, it, if you're going to a party or you're going to a birthday or a game or something, um, and then it's like snacking becomes like, um, what's the word? Uh, there's no calories in those snacks because it's right. a social event. Right. Right. Or what you taste while you're cooking. There's no calories there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the other thing I've really learned about myself is that I taste a lot while cooking. And so I've really been trying to be mindful to just not do that. Um, And I'm sure that that's having an effect as well. A couple hundred calories a day. It has to. Exactly. And I know too, um, most parents now carry snacks in their car and drinks for the kids everywhere they go. And, um, in the past you wouldn't see people with a, you know, constant cup in their hand or eating something, but it seems like now if you don't have a cup in your hand or you're not eating something, it's almost, it almost seems unusual, you know, especially if you're more than a group of two people together. Wow. That's it. Yeah, you're right. That's a really interesting observation. So, and it's, you know, I also find that snacking is one of those things that brings on a lot of guilt. Right. Um, people have a lot of guilt about um, how they snack. Like I, I realized I'm a late night snacker and I can, I was embarrassed about that. And it's like, what's that about? And, <laughs> and so, you know, since being forced to be home and eating, eating better meals, I'm eating a lot more vegetables than I ever ate before. And I'm finding I'm full. And by doing that, 
the snacks at night don't seem to be as, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I'm not hungry, right? right. I'm not hungry now. I used to be hungry, but I'm really not hungry now. It's more of just a, my, a habit. And the last week, I haven't had any snacks at night. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to make a judgment around it, good or bad. Right. I'm just aware, being aware, right? I just, that's it. I just want to be aware um, of what it is that's, that's provoking the desire to snack. What is your go, your favorite go-to snack that might not be the best snack? And what is your favorite, your favorite go-to snack that's nice and healthy and you feel good about? Well, I, my favorite one was popcorn. Well, cheese, cheese and popcorn, you know, yeah. Yeah, And both of those cheese on popcorn. Yeah. Or kettle corn, but who's asking, right? Right, so, um, right. Oh my gosh. But, you know, and if you look at those things individually, um, they're, if you buy them right, if you, if you buy them right, you can buy popcorn or make your own popcorn. That's really a healthy choice. But for me, um, I eat too much of it, right? So right. I can't just eat two cups. I want to eat six. Exactly. So and, they're, they, yeah. Yeah. And so, but, but that's the other thing, you know, that I'm glad you asked that question because wh- what I'm finding is that if I have like an, if I have an apple around or like you said, nuts or um, vegetables that are already chopped up, if I buy them already chopped, then I'll eat them. Right. But if right. I have to, if I buy a head of cauliflower or broccoli, I'm not going to chop it up. But if I buy it already done, then I'll eat it. Yeah. So that's good. Again, you're just being aware and you're, you're, you're figuring out your food story, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, and, and eggs, having hard boiled eggs around, those are a great snack. Um, And who doesn't love deviled eggs? You know, those are, are, so, so it's just, it, it gets back to being aware, that awareness thing. Exactly. And then also, um, don't, don't deprive yourself of something that you want. Um, don't look at it like as a punishment, look at it as maybe a, a, a reward or, um, and you know, don't, if you just, if you, if you have more than a snack than you wanted to, you don't have to throw the whole day away. You're, oh, well, I messed up now. I might as well eat, you know, you kind of exactly. just go move on yep. and keep it at that. Yep. 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 Okay. Or go for a walk, you know, get a couple extra calories burned off or something. Right. Um, but yeah, it's that awareness thing. It's, it, it's really making it, it's making a huge difference for me. And I think too, like vegetables, the crunchiness, just having that experience of crunchiness or with nuts that also helps add a dimension where you feel more fulfilled, like, um, and it kind of tricks your mind and your body that you've maybe had more food or, it, you know what I mean? Or it was maybe a chip instead of a carrot, but you still get that satisfaction. Satisfaction yeah, and, and well, and to your point, there's been a lot of studies that shown um, that that it's the crunch for lots of us. It's the crunch that is the the satisfying thing. So you're right to eat celery or something crunchy really does make a difference, right? So, um, yeah. So there's just you know, I think it's just just asking people to your point. You know, we don't have to change everything. Um, but change just, if we can make a couple little changes, it does make a difference. Right. Like, uh, buy your popcorn in bulk, make it with, uh, what kind of oil do you like to use on your popcorn? So I like olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. Or truffle what, oil, right? Yeah. I'll <laughs> make good. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll air yeah. pop it, air pop yeah. it. And then, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that is such a treat, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not mindless. Absolutely. It's such a treat. Yeah. So, so anyways, well, and I appreciate uh, what a great idea to send your kids to a mindful eating class. <laughs> yeah. They always tease me. They're like, mom, you paid $50 so we could learn how to eat one raisin. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they'll be talking about it yeah. 20 years from now, right? Yeah. I'm like, put it in your memoir, you know, just be there you go. crazy thing. Yeah. Mom, you do. Yeah. yeah. I thought so it was fantastic. I'm mindful. Well, you don't hear, first of all, you don't hear mindfulness for children very often. So I thought it was great. And mindfulness around eating. Definitely. Right. You know, right. especially kids um, that are in my kids' generation, it's totally different, right? Because when we grew up, I don't know how your house was, but you couldn't just go get food all the time. There was certain times, but you just didn't help right. yourself to snacks all the time. So it is a lot different. No, we were, we, we were outside all the time. And uh, right. yeah, you came in when you were called. Right? Yeah. I think they just didn't want those hungry, hungry, hangry kids around. But. <laughs> yeah. And I remember too, like thinking like, I don't remember like, uh, you know, my mom checking in to see if we drink water or all those things. And you know, who knows if we did or we didn't, we were just outside all day. Like, I don't remember people checking in and go, Hey, did you have lunch yet? You just kind of, just kind of happened, you know, or you got called in, but you didn't definitely go in and just help yourself. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. You didn't. Well, good. So that's um, hopefully, hopefully we got some, some good ideas. And like I said, I've lost four pounds. So that's I, awesome. I feel just by, you know, being aware. So, um, so that on that happy note, how about if we, you know, switch over and talk a little bit about relationships? Okay. Um, or, oh, you know, let's talk about family traditions. I, I love the story that you're about to share. Uh, yeah. So first, um, one of your friends, uh, Lori Burns, she wrote the article. And I just wanted to read this quote um, from Mother Teresa that um, it's under the heading of transform, transforming family traditions. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving, giving. And that's mother Teresa. So this is a beautiful article. She writes about um, a tradition she had with her dad and doing things different um, during the holidays. And her father every year would write a letter to people um, and Sherry, you said you do this too. You do the letter. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll cycle back after you explain the the yeah. tradition. Um, he would write um, a personal note, um, and he would um, he would give the money. Uh, he'd write it on a do- like a hundred dollar bill if you were eighteen or over, or fifteen fifth if you were eighteen or below. It'd be a Chris Chris fifty dollar bill, and he would write a note um, and. Uh, he would carefully take his time and write these gifted letters and the expression would be an encouragement or affirmation and something you could predict, you know, on the, on the money. Um, and also he did it for their siblings. And is there something like that you do for your kids? Well, that, so that the other, the other piece of that is that he would require, so they would get a crispy hundred dollar bill um, and the letter and, right. and then he would require that they spent the money when they spent the money, they didn't have to spend the money, but when they spent it, it had to be a hundred percent on them. Right. It couldn't be to pay a bill or to buy a present for somebody else. It had to be something for them and they could save it until they got enough money to buy whatever. But it was really about, um, there's two things about, um, acknowledgement, right. 
Right. Really taking the time to acknowledge them and the gift, but also about their ability to receive the gift. And so what um, she said is that, you know, that over the years that they've all come, they can't wait to get their their crispy um, $100 bill, but it's really about the letter. It's the message that their dad and grandpa um, is is conveying to them. And yeah, I started doing that. When I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, I started doing that this year with my kids and my grandkids. And selfishly, it makes it really easy, right? What are you going <laughs> right. to give? Um, right. But the other side of it, it's, it's, it really takes time to write a thought, a thoughtful letter um, to my children and my grandchildren. And so what for my grandkids, I'm going to make them into a book. So then when, you know, I'm no longer here, they'll have that, those, those years oh, of letters beautiful. that are me getting to reflect on watching them grow up as they're becoming the people that they are, et cetera. But, and, and I like how um, he did take the time and to help them be good receivers too, right? And you probably, they probably th- think about it every year, like, what will, what will I spend that on? Um, what experience is he giving me? Not only the letter, but what will I do with that money? It just, it gives it all just much more of an awareness and a deepness and just realize um, the love that's spread around like that, you know? Right, right. And when something is a, is a bill, you know, like a $50 bill or a $100 bill, it's hard to cash, right? Right. It just is. And so you're really mindful what's what you're using the money for. Right. Like to your point, it, it, so there's so much thought that's in that gift on the giving and the receiving side of it, which I just absolutely love. Um, so I think it's a it's a wonderful tradition, and you know, like I said, I started it this year with my family, and everybody cried. I cried. We all cried. And <laughs> yeah, I definitely am going to uh, do something to that effect too. Um, and we kind of started this tradition um, in our garage when we had first moved in. Pe- the people that lived there before us, they would they wrote stuff um, on their garage walls, like when they had people over and stuff. So we kind of started this new tradition when people come over and they go in the garage, they'll measure themselves, like even um, the adults and they'll put their name and their height because that's what kids have been doing in the house this whole time. And then, or write something about the quarantine or yesterday, people just wrote little things. um, Thank you for having us over. But um, it's just kind of a nice way to Every time we drive in the garage, we get to see all these beautiful, thoughtful things that we did. And it's part of our tradition now. And we always look I, for people's heights and stuff. <laughs> Karen, I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So I've got to figure out how to get that into our house too. I, I love that. Right. It, it yeah. is it's such, this time is just such a reminder of the gift of human connection. Yeah. And right now we have like a whole wall of quarantine, you know, the mark off, like with the, the four and then the five slash. Um, so we have a whole wall like that, but then it's um, just all just funny, silly stuff that we've written or congratulations or, you know, so, so you might, I think somewhere it says always kiss me goodnight, just cute little things like that. So you, oh. you feel it when you come into the garage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a nice reminder. So two years from now, the world is different again you can remember those. You see that, right? Oh, it's just yeah. already just with the, um, how we, you could tell on the quarantine wall, how we, we could, we were almost writing it like it was a sad thing, but now it's turned into like a funny thing and all the days. And so we're drawing it and 
So it's just documented it, you know. What what a great I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So that's and that kind of leads me that kind of leads us into our our um last story that we kind of wanted to talk about it and it's about it's called 50 cups of coffee. And so I was at a a um presentation workshop and um Ryan Pinot has this workshop in Brighton and I mean he goes all over the country but it's intense and it's but it's really good for learning to get better at presentations and I met this one of the trainers his name is Bobby Oddly and he started talking about this thing that he does it's 50 cups of coffee challenge and you know as we've been saying here you know the the important thing about all of this is we've just become how uh you know just become so much more mindful about how um relationships are everything right you know and i'm not just talking about relationships with other people but relationships with ourselves so yes. you know in the <clears throat> in the previous world it was we were all going like such crazy people um that it was easy to not even pay attention to what was going on with ourselves Yes, right? just kind of on autopilot. Right, kind of just, you know, get through the next, um, even though we enjoyed it, we still didn't have time because we were moving so fast. So one of the things that um, Bobby did is he wanted to make more connections with people. And so he made it um, a goal, a challenge to have 50 cups of coffee over the next year. And he does this now for a couple of years, over the next year with a new person. And so the kind of the rules are, is that you identify your list of people that you want to meet. And it could be people that you want to meet or somebody that you're acquainted with, um, or maybe somebody that you already know, but you don't really know them. Mm -hmm. And so you, um, you know, just invite them to have a cup of coffee. And, um, and so then you introduce what the goal is and let them know why you want to connect. And it's really just, you know, I just love to hear your story and, and just, I admire you and would like to know more about you. Right. So for yeah, people, I, people, it's often just a story away from having a deeper connection. Yeah. Also too, it opens up your friend group and you realize how much, you know, you have in common. And like you said, deeper connection with people and just getting to know people that, you normally wouldn't take the time to. I think it's lovely. Right. Well, and so it's, um, it's, so I started doing it, you know, I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I realized I did, a, I did a, a lot of it naturally, but then I can be kind of an inverted person too. And, um, and not step into that. And so I just said, okay, I'm going to be mindful and I'm going to do this. And it really becomes almost a way of being, Yes, yeah. you know, because because when you get to so so I started learning all these how many amazing people there are out there just in my own world, right? That I yeah. that I some of it I knew but lots of it I didn't know. And so, yeah, it's it's another way and I've heard people in this um this pandemic um meeting in uh parking lots Right. You know, just yeah, here, I'll bring you a cup of coffee and let's just have a conversation in a parking lot. Um, yeah. Or go for a walk or something, right? Absolutely. So, so anyways, I just wanted to throw that out because I think it's, um, I just found it to be a wonderful way to get to know people, uh, maybe in ways that you wouldn't. And who knows, um, there's, 
lots of amazing stories out there. And, you know, with Good Fat Life, we want to be able to tell those stories. Exactly. So and maybe now's a good time to reimagine who you might have coffee with to get a different perspective on things, you know, like right. really think about that um, and keep, keep the list going. Right. Right. So, I mean, actually, if you think about it, that's kind of how we met. Yeah. Right? You, <laughs> we, we <laughs> had a, and, and, and you actually, you invited me to coffee. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. So, and here we are. Yep. And here we are. Exactly. So, um, this podcast wouldn't have been possible without, without the start of that conversation. So you just don't know. So, um, so anyways, so I'm just going to kind of throw that challenge out to, you know, our listeners to say, Hey, you know, who are 50 people I just like to get to know better. Yeah. I, I, I'm all for it. And, um, maybe we can check in and just talk about some of the coffee dates we have we okay. have had or will have in the future who we plan on asking or um, was it the list easy for you to do? Was it like, Oh, I have more than 50 people I need to talk to, or was it, did you have to reach a little bit or, at, you know, I think it's like anything at first it's like, I don't know, I don't know where to start, but, but once, you know, but once I started just thinking, just kind of start, you start going through, you know, I sing in the choir Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how many of those women do I really, do I know, or have I even had a conversation with, you know, you walk in, you sing, you go home. I mean, so, so if we, and then, um, a net, my networking group, you know, business networking group, well, how many people have I really sat down and had a conversation with, and maybe I did three years ago, but what's happening with them today. So, so no, I mean, once you start doing it, it, no, it just, all of a sudden you're right. Your list is longer. It'll take five years to get through the list. <laughs> yeah. And have you had anybody be hesitant about it and go, Oh, um, like not sure of your intent or anything like that, or where they're kind of like, Oh, just felt flattered. Cause I think it'd no, be very flattering. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think we all, you know, we all on some level, um, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's also how you approach it and being mindful of people's time and respectful as well too. You know, I'm not going in asking for anything other than, you know, other than to get to know them better. Um, And so, so that's all. Yeah. I think it's so important right now too, is just the knowing, right. The knowing and awareness and just getting to know people. And the more we know, the less fear we have and it just goes all back into Right. It just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a great point. In, and um, I work with the um, National Arab Orchestra. And uh, that's one of the things that, so I'm, I'm exposed to a community that I wasn't, I hadn't been exposed to before. And so as you, as you get to know people, you realize, you know, everybody's kind of like all the same. Yeah. And I think too, um, another thing to consider is we tend to hang out with people in our own age groups, for the most part, but we should also consider having coffee with people of all different ages, so elderly, that's young a, people, even, you know, somebody's 10 year old, like find out what's going on with tween girls. You know, it's important to talk to all ages, all walks of life. That is an excellent, excellent point. Thank you for that. You're right. Um, I will, I, I'll definitely incorporate and review my list again too. So that's great. Yeah, I, so. I definitely uh, realized I don't have enough older friends. Everyone's around my age or younger because, you know, my kids and stuff. But um, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I never considered not having older friends. I just, 
but now I'm like, oh, I, I welcome and I want to have people of all ages. And Right, right. No, and I realize I don't have as many younger friends because our, you know, our kids are grown and yeah, uh, they didn't grow up here. So we don't have the their friends as families around here too. So that is a great point. I love that. So, so if we look back over just kind of some of the things that we've said that might, you know, help, help people embrace 2020 and let it be, um, and let it be an amazing year. Um, it's, it's, you know, uh, look at your snacking, just be aware of the snacking that we do. Right. 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 And look at maybe, yeah, take the time to get a, to, to develop our relationship with food in a different way um, and maybe look at some different traditions, you know, like you talked about, um, yes. whether it's a holiday or whether it's just, you know, coming into your garage. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And then also maybe, you know, deliberately making it a, making it a, um, a intention to get to know diff- all different kinds of people um, on a different level. So. Yeah, and maybe even think about um, three questions you want to ask, ask each person just to find the commonality in people too. I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going yeah. I'm to um, do a little question thing and I'm going to always have three questions. I ask everybody the same and then, you know, different for each individual, but I want to see the common theme, you know. Right, right. That's great. Well, good. So, so I think that um, we're good for today. Anything else you want to add? That's it. It's been great spending this time with you, Sherry. Thanks to all our listeners. And um, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. See ya. This has been Karen Kalmasan and Sherry Richards. Thank you for joining us on our collective today and Inspired Good Fat Life. Please join us on Facebook at Inspired Good Fat Life. Be well. Until next time. <laughs>